Hey, Coder Girls and Allies, welcome back to Girls Who Code, the podcast. I'm Tiffany. I'm Alexis. And we're your hosts. Today, we're going to be talking about startups and the world of startups with Michael Pritchard, um, the CEO and founder of Scaphos. He also founded Willow Tree, and that's now a big company. Hi, Michael. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we just noticed that many students our age, especially in tech fields, um, they look for jobs in like really big companies. But we also recognize that startups are super important and extremely valuable. There's just not as much exposure for us to startups. So we're really glad that you could be here with us today to talk about your experience and help our listeners learn more about the startup world. That's awesome. Um so, so when you talk about not much exposure to startups, are you referring to like starting a, a new company and or, or are you referring to like working for a startup? Because, you know, those are two different things. I think I mean kind of both, like because okay. on the one hand, like not everyone has their own company, of course. But then yeah. also it's like even at career fairs, you have those really big companies with their right. whole like merch table and like their big signs and everything. And right. I feel like the startups just kind of get overshadowed even if they are there. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Right on. Well, cool. Could you start with introducing yourself and your companies? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Michael Pritchard. Um I live here in Charlottesville, Virginia. I've been here since 2004. Um, I started my career as an engineer. Um, I mean, actually, a, like an actual engineer. I, I went to school for environmental engineering, <laughs> of all things. But I always wrote code since I was in middle school. Um, <clears throat> when I say code, I mean computer code, like programming, things like that. Um, when I moved to Charlottesville, um, you know, I, I came out of working in uh, for big companies. Speaking of big companies, I, I wrote a lot of uh, software for uh, you know a fairly large medical business um, out in Florida. So they were, you know, just give you an example how big they were. They they were doing about six hundred million dollars in in revenue. Um, with the $200 million EBITDA, which is, you know, t- sort of like the profit, I guess you could say, uh, which is pretty incredible. So, so that was a really good experience for me. We can talk about that in a little bit. Um, but, but when I moved here to Charlottesville, um, my, you know, one of the deals was that I would get to start my own sort of company. Um, and that's when I started my you call entrepreneurial path. Um, I have a, I've had a hard time calling myself an entrepreneur, to be honest with you, but like, you know, basically just wanting to kind of try some things on my own. And um, that's when I started my first company, which was really built around um, the idea that there had to be a better way to organize data because I hate file folders and, you know, we still use file folders and file systems, things like that, you know, and so I built a document management system that didn't do that. Um, and that company was called Willow Tree Interactive at the time. <clears throat> that was the first one. It, you know, it was bootstrapped. It was really hard. <laughs> They're all really hard. And I basically, um, you know, spent our life savings, credit card debt, got money from family, 
um, it was one of those classic stories of, you know, we literally, I remember my wife and I talking at one point, we like had less than $2,000 to our name at one point during this endeavor. Um, so it was pretty scary, but you know, still fun anyway. Uh, ended up finding a, a buyer for it. So I sold it to a, a company called Trustwave out of Chicago. Um, so that was actually a pretty awesome kind of way to end it. Um, you know, went from like minus hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> into to zero, which is pretty exciting. Uh, and then I started my second company um, all because uh, Honestly, I wanted, I needed to figure out what I was going to do next. So I decided to build a little consulting business to run um, myself through. Um, and that company was called at the time Willowtree Consulting Group. And then in March of 2008, the iPhone SDK beta was released. So, um, you know, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, the iPhone was came out in 2007. Uh, in 2008, they you know basically came out with the ability to create apps on the on the actual phone. An SDK is a uh, you, you all know this is a, a way to create software, um, and um, and I got really excited about that, and I wanted to build uh, <clears throat> essentially a, a, a ticketing app, like like a Ticketmaster kind of app. Um, and so I jumped on it, figured, hey, I want to uh, make some money to pay rent, and so. I bought some Google ads for 50 bucks for iPhone developer. <laughs> and that sort of kind of launched us into our first app that we built as a company, which is a parking garage finder for uh, New York City that actually made it into the App Store release because the App Store was actually opened in August, I think July or August of 2008. I don't know exactly where we one of the first apps in there, which is pretty exciting. Um, and that sort of led down the path of more app development work uh, and long story short that turned into a company that went from Willowtree Consulting Group to Willowtree Apps to now just called Willowtree uh, which is a I would say a fairly large employer <laughs> of developers um, and so that was a really fun ride uh, and I decided to you know after a while that I kind of I, I kind of like building things um, and so I decided to do it again and I uh, got into the this new company, which is called Scafos, which is, uh, you know, we're trying to um, change the way people shop online uh, with our with our new tools that we're building out. So that's that's sort of my background, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I guess going off of that, how did you find your first ideas? <clears throat> how do you look for opportunities and get inspired? Yeah. So um, personally, I can only speak for myself. I'm sure people have different methods. Um, I typically work off things that sort of frustrate me <laughs> personally. So I wouldn't recommend this because, you know, like just because it bothers me doesn't mean it bothers anyone else. But typically I look for opportunity. You know, when I'm thinking of stuff, it's things that I have experience with and and that I would like to change. I mean, that's that's the way I look for things. So I mean, I do market kind of research, but I don't like start out going, what's the problem to solve? I'm more of like, well, dang it, this this is bugging me. Can we can we fix it, right? And then you go from there. So that's how I do it. And I, and I honestly would find that, especially early stage, like that you got to like be into it for like solving a problem, right? And so you, you need to feel that problem and understand that problem to actually solve it. Um, so that's how I do it personally. Yeah, that's really interesting. 
And then I've also heard that, I guess, like entrepreneurship isn't about what you do, but it's more about who you know. Do you agree or disagree with this based on your experiences? I think, I think you know, relationships are, are super important, obviously. I don't think that entrepreneurship is just about who you know. I mean, I think, I think it's about finding a way to solve a problem that people actually care about, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and, you know, so part of it is what you do, right? You know, like, uh, so, you know, you can come up with an idea uh, and it can be the best idea on the planet according to you, but then nobody really cares, right? Or nobody wants to pay you for it, you know, things like that. Um, so I think part of it is, you know, and then if you do have an idea that people want to like, you know, pay you for to solve, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you've got a home run, you just still have to execute. So you still have to do things, right? So I think entrepreneurship is a combination of, you know, finding something that you can believe in to solve, solving that problem, and then surviving long enough to see if you get lucky. To me, you know, it comes down to a lot to timing and, and, and you know, luck, right? You, you do do work, but, but you, there's so many things that could happen along the way that makes it really difficult. Now, you know, knowing people is really important, but I don't think you should be like, well, I don't really know anyone, so I'm not going to start anything. I think everyone's got to start somewhere, right? I think I think what I would do and <clears throat> how I try to live my life is that try to like, you know, be around people that are positive and that be and people that, that are doing things. So I, th- I think, you know, surrounding yourself with the right kind of people, maybe that's the better question to ask, right? Like who you know is like, you know, who, who you surround yourself with I think is really important um, when you're building anything, you know, or just in life in general. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that does answer my question. Could you explain uh, your process creating a startup company? And you've kind of touched on like challenges that you've encountered. Can you express like some of those and how you've overcame them and what was difficult or not? I mean, it's it, it's it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I think you know any any. Well, I think that's in anything, right? Like, I think especially when you're trying to build something new or be create. I think it's a creative process, by the way. I think it's like I, I haven't figured. If, if you guys figure out the formula, you know, please let me know. I don't know the formula yet. I'm you know I've got all the books, the start lean startup books. For me, it, you know, it's gonna be hard, and 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 that's why you need to really believe in what you're doing, because <laughs> it's not always gonna be pleasant. You know, like how you start something. I think. You know, you got to have an idea, right? You got to be, you know, you got to have something that you want to do, uh, and then, and then I think it depends on 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 who you are and your resources. You know, I, I would, you know, I, I have a bad habit of just going for it. <laughs> so I, you know, if I'm like, oh man, I really want to do this, I just start doing it, which is. I wouldn't recommend that's the best way to do it um, because you make a lot of mistakes and then get really expensive really fast. But I also believe that sometimes you have to try things, you know, um, to figure them out. So I, I would, um, you know, for me, I would, if I have an idea now, I would start to explore how viable that idea is. Um, and then just start doing some research. Is someone solving it? If someone's solving it, then cool. Um, you know, talking to people that may, that may also have that certain problem and then learning how to talk to them. And I think a really good book, by the way, is this book called the mom test have you guys heard this book of this book yeah so this book here basically tells you how to talk to people about ideas because like if you go to your mom and you're like hey mom i'm gonna start a dog sitting service because you know it's awesome and she'll be like oh my god i love that idea you know great good work but it's because they don't want to hurt your feelings right 
And so you need to learn how to ask questions. I think, you know, get the idea and do some validation by talking to people and seeing if there's something there, um, you know, is one way, is, is starting it. And then if you think there's something there and you want to explore it, try to figure out how to build a test, you know, as quickly and cheaply as possible. So, you know, you know, one of your questions is like, you know, is it important to code? Um, I think it's important to, to know how to code if you do a tech startup because you can you can actually build little proof of concepts and test them out and things like that. So, so that's the first step is to kind of see if there's any traction there. And then if you start getting traction, then you you know continue to build out. I mean, you know, there's many life stages to a company, by the way, but you know, that's sort of an idea stage. Yeah, awesome. Could we ask you to share a couple of stories from your experiences? So um, what was the most rewarding time in your startup career? The most rewarding time, you know, and I've gone through a lot of stages, um, <clears throat> is when things are actually growing. Because <laughs> um, looking back, I didn't realize how amazing it was because you're in the thick of it. But like, you know, there was a period of time, you know, wheelchair where we were just growing, you know, it was just crazy. And what was rewarding was like, you know, realizing that you built, you know, you've been able to put together a team of people that are really fun to work with. Uh, and we were actually doing really interesting stuff. So that, you know, for me, it was like rewarding to to know that um, I'm helping people make a living doing what they love, you know? And that's the best way to describe it. I mean, I mean one of the stories, I'll give you an example. Um, and it may, it's not a story about rewarding, but it's a story about, <clears throat> you know, what startups are really about. You know, I used to work for um, a, a consulting business uh, at one point in my life. And I remember, you know, this is back when, you know, Wiltshire was only, it was 25 people. And I remember calling up my old boss, you know, because I was like really frustrated about something. And, you know, I'm talking to him and I'm like, you know, blah, 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 blah. I don't even know what we're talking about. And then he's like, look, he's like, Michael, he's like, look, he's like, right now you got to remember it's not 25 people that you're, you're, you know, need to like think about it's 25 families. Right. And so like, that's the kind of stuff that sort of hit me. Like, oh, you know, it's not just about one person. It's about their family and, and they're, you know, you're basically giving them, a way to support that family and to me like knowing that you know i've created something you know with it with with my partners and friends and all that stuff um that actually does that for people is pretty rewarding so i mean that's pretty awesome you know but there are hard parts you know like <laughs> there's like things like you know cash flow is really freaking hard especially in the beginning uh any company is going to deal with cash flow you know uh probably a lot forever but especially in the beginning, like things like, you know, knowing you have payroll coming up and, you know, three, three clients haven't paid you yet. And you're like, don't have money, um, you know, not taking salary, for, you know, to make payroll or, or, or not taking salary just to get something started. So, you know, or paying everybody else first before you got paid because <laughs> that's the right thing to do. Um, you know, those are, those are the really hard things in the, you know, in, in the ideas of startups. So. You gotta be prepared for this. Yeah, for sure. I was actually gonna ask you next about the most difficult time, but I feel yeah. like that's kind of answered with like the cash mm -hmm. flows and payroll. Cash is, I mean, so like revenue and cash, I mean, cash is king, right? That's all that matters. And uh, well, for a business, right? Without cash, you're done. So, you know, it's hard to try to build something and then try to support people and then having to deal with the fact that you don't have any money. <laughs> that sucks. So, 
but you survive, right? Like I said, back in the beginning, it's, it's timing, it's surviving long enough to get lucky. Most definitely. Do you have an exciting story from your start experience? I got a particular story. I mean, honestly, like there's been times it's just, it's just fun, right? Like to me, it's, that's what's exciting. It's fun. Like, you know, I've gotten to like, I've been lucky enough to, to, to pitch big companies, right? You know, have some really funny stories about pitching companies in the most weird places or like strange experiences or, you know, traveling with a team to go do a pitch and like at Kinko's or FedEx, you know, the, the, the coffee shop, you know, not coffee shop, but like the actual, you know, doing the proposal at 2 a.m. in the morning for the pitch on eight o'clock, like, you know, being up all night and then meeting and doing this crazy thing. Like, it's like, those are the, those are the exciting times, you know, being stuck at airports um, with the team because, you know, flights got canceled and, you know, you're like trying to figure the hell, you know, I don't know, it's just like stuff like that's exciting. I don't know if that, not particular story. There's there's too many to even think about. But you know, one time we were we were traveling. This was with Willow Tree. We were traveling back from somewhere, and it was you know about four or five of us, if I remember correctly. And we got stuck. I got an air. We got stuck in Charlotte, I think. Um, which, by the way, is not that hard to get back. I mean, I've driven it many times. But but you know, that night we were late. You know, that was unexpected. And I remember like we just got hotel like hotel rooms and I remember like there was like a you know we we're like in a, like a at the aloft somewhere in Charlotte and it was like a um bar restaurant club thing next to us <laughs> and, we went, and we're like let's go hang out over there and I remember like in the elevator and like we we're like in the elevator with these like people and it was actually the, the band that was playing which is um but uh you know that was kind of unexpected and we just had a good time <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Okay. So on a different note, um, do you have any advice or like recommendations for students interested in entrepreneurship? Like how should they go about it? You know, the good news is I think it's, it's, there's a lot more information on the, on the web now than there was when I was starting out, to be honest with you. So I think there's a lot of resources for, for, you know, students or, or, or folks that are trying to to break into this world so that's good um i feel there's also a lot more tools that are you know pretty cheap to free um that that folks can use that i think is really exciting you know part of me i i, I go back and forth on this part of me is all you know is it, sort of like my true self which is like you know if you really want to do something just go do it right um and at the end of the day like if you're a student or coming out of school i mean by the way i had little companies in, in school too by the way so I, you know, I, I had a t-shirt company and i had a bunch of stuff i used to run in school which looking back i kind of sort of like a pretty big tell of like what i actually wanted to do with life but um but you know but i think you know doing it now when you when you don't have as many, how do I say this, responsibilities, right? Like you don't have a family <laughs> to like, you know, you don't have a kid to, to feed and clothe and all that stuff or or big mortgage to pay for. Um, so I think, I think for those that, you know, if you're gonna do it, this is the best time to do it. Um, plus, you know, what I would tell you is, is something, you know, the tips, like a lot of people worry about the risk and all that. I think, and there's definitely a risk, but there's a risk to anything. 
Uh, and there's also like, they worry about the stability, which is true, but there's also like, I got stories about big companies that laid off people, you know, like all of a sudden. So like, but at the end of the day, I always tell people like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, like you're not going to end up living in a cardboard box at the corner, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, you're going to, you'll be okay. <laughs> you're going to get a job or, or do another one. Like you're going to be fine. So. So I think, you know, those are the kind of things I'd be thinking about, but, you know, tip wise, I would use the resources that are available to learn. I would take a chance um, and, and, you know, but when you do take a chance, be committed, like, cause it's going to get hard. I would even say if you wanted to play safer is to maybe go work for a startup, right? And then, you know, see how, how that, that goes. Um, you know, that might be another way to go about it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a matter of just, taking the first step. No, absolutely. That's, That's great. All I got. <laughs> and how do you value diversity in your organization? Yeah, that's a big topic for us and me. Um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I grew up in a tech world of white guys. Even when I went to engineering school, it was all dudes and like not very many other things <laughs> than that. And um and so like for me personally, and also for, for the companies that I've been, you know, part of that I had any type of uh, influence on, um, you know, it's a huge topic and a, and a huge thing for us. You know, I'm pretty purposeful to try to build teams that are, are di diverse um, to the point where you have to make some decisions that are harder, right? Uh, and the reason I think it's really important is because I think you're stronger when you have more kinds of thought and people into an organization as opposed to developing a certain, you know, because culture is the most important thing ever. And so like, you know, I, I, um, I mean, the simple answer is I value it more than it's really important. <laughs> In fact, it's important enough to where we make real efforts, right? Like we have an apprentice program at uh, Scapos, by the way, um, which is all designed to give folks opportunities that have the aptitude and desire to break into our into our world, you know, our world being technology, but maybe haven't had the opportunity to do it. And so we actually have a program where we'll actually hire someone. Um, and it's not quite an internship, we actually pay them, <laughs> you know, like, and we pay them, you know, pretty decently to come into our program and learn. And then, you know, we slowly teach them. And then, and then, and then next thing you know, they, they get into actually doing real work, like, you know, pulling real tickets, you know, from Pivotal or whatever. Uh, and then eventually our goal at the end of this is to hire them permanently, uh, it, well, permanently, but, you know, hire them. Uh, and then, and, or be able to be that number one, re, you know, reference, you know, if they want to go work for someone else. Right. So like, that's the kind of stuff that we do, which is really hard, by the way, at Scopos, because we are an early stage startup still. So like, I got tired of seeing companies make statements. You know, I'm like, that. that's great. You make a statement, but like, actually do something. So like, so we decided to do something. So so for us personally, it's, it's hugely important. Um, I, I feel that, and I don't know, I, you know, I don't know the, the answer. I'm not a policy person. I'm not, you know, whatever. But like, I do feel that there's a lot of people that, sort of don't think they can do what we do, which is completely ridiculous because, you know, if you really want to do it, you, you can do it. And, but I, I find sometimes, I don't know if it's our society or whatever, it kind of like certain people get treated differently, which is, 
you know, completely wrong. So, you know, it's usually important. And I, but I think us as a tech industry still have a lot of work to do and we just need to do it. It's a, it's a deep topic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough topic, but it needs to get done. That's great. Thank you for recognizing it as well. Well, it's, I mean, I got a story. I mean, I got, I'm not going to name names, but like we had an intern program at one point and we had, you know, various candidates came down to two. Uh, and, you know, one was a female, one was, you know, a male. And, um, and, and, you know, apparently the, 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 the guy was like the, the top student in the class, whatever. And we do test projects. I always do test projects, right? And, you know, they came in and presented a test project and the non-male, the other person actually crushed it. They basically, you know, we get presentations happen, whatever. And I remember like, you know, one of them was horrible. Like, I'm like, this is embarrassing. And, you know, and the other one was like stellar. So we ended up hiring, you know, the one that was stellar. And I remember talking to her and she was like, almost like at a point like, oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, like almost like didn't have confidence in herself. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like you crushed this guy, <laughs> like absolutely crushed him. And so like, to me, it's like, I don't know if that's an indicator of like how people are being, like how, I mean, again, I don't know, I'm not a policy person, like, you know, society or whatever, but it's like, like we need to change that. We need, we need to give people confidence, you know, where it's, where it's due. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something that I think is recognized, but it, you know, recognizing is one thing and then doing something about it is a whole other thing. So. Yeah, no, that definitely like resonates with me as well. I've been thinking a lot about that, you know, like what can we do to make sure that we are welcoming? Like, hey, like, you know, like we want to make, we want diversity, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's still something in the industry that's pretty dominant. I totally agree. Um, and then just like for tech startups in particular, I know you yeah. talked about how like coding ability is really good to have, but is yeah. there anything else you have to pay particular attention to like for tech startups? I mean, obviously the, you know, co yeah, coding definitely, I think it depends on what you're trying to do, right? Like there's different kinds of businesses or service businesses which is like you know what Willtree does right which is a different business model and then there's like product businesses which is what I'm trying to do with Scafo which is a different model um so I think I think you know the each one of those is different um and require different things to pay attention to but I think for a tech startup I'd pay attention to pretty broad question actually like probably pay attention to like i i don't know I, i'm gonna I'm be honest i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know how to answer that question okay, give me something more specific <laughs> there's just so much about it that's hard to to say pitch this one thing i mean at the end of the day it's like you know if you're a tech startup and you're the part of the startup having some coding ability is going to be hugely important uh and then being able to honestly like you know the other thing i would i would okay I, I got it the other thing i would talk about is like you know, what's the most important thing in any type of business, let alone tech businesses, is, is how you, you know, um, recruit and retain team members. I mean, like that's what wins. Um, and in today's world, like I'll be honest with you, I don't, I don't think we could start another Willetree today. Like, and the reason I say that is because the market has, become so competitive for really engineers or not even just engineers, anyone in tech, user experience, project managers, uh, 
um, you know, because tech is more than just coding, by the way, you know, like marketing, things like that. Um, it's gotten really competitive to the point where people are, are making hundreds of thousands of dollars coming out of school, you know, or if you're a senior developer, for example. Um, and so like to do a startup, you typically don't have that kind of money to pay people, right? I can't pay someone, you know, $250,000 a year just to start coding, right? Because I just don't have that. We're not Google, right? And so like, but what you can do is find people that believe in what you're doing. And then, you know, because a lot of times I don't, I, I've, I've never found that really good folks that it's about money. Now, don't get me wrong. You got to pay your bills and, you know, people want to have a house. No, I, I get that. I'm not saying what is important. But at the end of the day, like the real value of your life and job is not the money. It's what you're doing every day. And if you're, you know, having, you know, like not necessarily fun, but like, you know, are you being challenged? Are you, are you solving problems? Are you getting satisfied in what you're doing for X hours a day, you know? And I think that's what's really important. So I think what I'd be paying attention to is like, can you build a culture and, you know, build a team that, you know, values the values you're trying to to establish, right? So it's, you know, it's diversity, obviously. It's, it's you know, work-life balance. It's flow. Flow's a big deal. Um, you know, all of that goes down to like how I recruit or retain talent. Um, I think talent, I hate the word talent, I just said that, but you know, team members, et cetera. And I think that's what I've been paying attention to. Like what company do you want to really build and be very proactive to build that. And in fact, proactive to the point where you don't, you don't just hire people because you're so desperate to find people that you actually suffer a little bit to find the right people. Yeah, that's a great response. Is there any advice that you would give either your college self or college students in general? Any advice that you could offer? I mean, I can go back tell myself, like, I wish, like, I wish, I, um, you know, if I can go back, which is different, because, like, again, like, going back is, like, hindsight, as they say, is 2020, and also, like, you're a much different person when you're, like, you know, 18, 20, 25 years old versus when you're, like, 45, you know, you know, whatever. And so it's really hard to say, like, if I could go back, I would tell, you know, buy Apple stock, you know, like, you know, like, like, like that's not really a really good question. But I think if I could tell myself anything, if I go back in time, now I probably wouldn't do it anyway, because, it, you know, when I was like in my 20s, I was too busy, you know, having fun. And um, I really think like being able to learn about finance, what money really is and what, you know, the difference between wealth and rich and, and things like, you know, investing and saving and, you know, doing the 401k plans when you get a job, um, you know, you, you all are probably much better suited than that, but I ignored all of that stuff. And, and that's something that I would love to go back and tell myself when I was, you know, just graduating from school or whatever, is that, you know, start doing it then because over time it's going to be worth, you know, for you a lot more. So probably not the answer you normally hear, but that's what I would tell, you know, like, like participate in the 401k plans, you know, put some money away, you know, understand that, you know, doing it now, you know, because compounding is a huge thing. Um, when you hit your thirties and forties, you're going to be in a much better spot. Yeah, I agree. That's really valuable. Thanks so much, Michael. If our listeners want to get in touch with you, is there any way that they can reach you? 
Sure. Um, LinkedIn is probably a good way to get in touch with me. So if you search Michael Pritchard, you'll see me pop up. Um, you know, but I do want to uh, caveat that the right expression. I didn't grow up here, by the way. So if I say something funny, just don't make fun of me. But, you know, but I will let you know that I really has down on my startup. So if I don't respond immediately, you know, please don't take it personally. <laughs> but I'll do my best. Awesome. Thanks so much. No worries. All the questions we have, I think. Is there anything else you'd like to share? You know, for me, it's like if you want to try something and you believe in it, you should give it a shot. And, uh, you know, but it's not going to, you know, just be ready, though, because it's not going to be easy. Right. I think I think everyone thinks that, you know, they see people that are, quote unquote, successful, which is a whole nother topic we could talk about, like who's really successful and whatnot. Um, but I can tell you that is, there's no such thing as overnight success, <laughs> number one. Um, you know, meaning like, you know, it took 10 years, for example, to build, this is now it's more than 10 years, you know, like to get to a point where it was like actually a company company, right? So like that's 10 years, a decade. So I think of everything in decades, just so you, you all know. Um, second, um, you know, it's not, it's gonna be hard. Like there's roller coasters. So you gotta be ready for like the highs and the lows, which could happen within minutes. It's really the most wild thing I've ever experienced. Um, and please, if you do get into this world, do not do it to become rich. Like don't think you're gonna start a company and you're gonna be like this wealthy person because that's not true at all. <laughs> that's not the motivator. If that's the motivator, just go get a job at Wall Street. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, no to summarize today's episode on Girls Who Code, the podcast, we spoke with Michael Pritchard, who is the founder of Scaphos and Willow Tree. And we talked about the process of starting a startup, his experience with startup companies, and any and all advice for students interested in entrepreneurship. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Bye, Bye coders. coders.